It is Thursday, February 13th, 2020, and you are tuned into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. Uh, busy night of action to get to uh, a lot of drama last night, which we will certainly talk about. Um, let's kick this off first with uh, USAC National Sprint Cars. Uh, they get underway tonight, actually, at uh, Bubba Raceway Park for Winter Dirt Games. They had practice last night, uh, all, basically a, you know, a, a full night's uh, worth of practice, a bunch of practice sessions for that series um, to get them ready for the weekend. Chris Windham was your fast timer on the night uh, in practice. Brady Bacon was second, Kevin Hummus Jr. third, Chase Dawkins fourth, and Kyle Cummins rounded out the top five. Uh, like I said, they will get underway tonight, Thursday, February 13th um, at Bubba Raceway Park to start off Winter Dirt Games. They will race again Friday and Saturday, so keep that in mind. Um, they will uh, be live on Flow Racing if you'd like to check that out. Uh, moving over to Volusia, some actual racing action last night. Uh, Super Dirt Car Series in action as part of Dirt Car Nationals. Larry White, he took the lead uh, from Brent Hearn on the start, held off a late attempt from Stuart Friesen to grab the win. Uh, Matt Williamson, again, another good run. He started eighth. He came to finish third. Uh, Brett Hearn was fourth. Billy Dunn, fifth. Matt Williamson, he leads the week-long points after two nights. Still three race nights remaining there at Dirt Car Nationals for the Big Block Modifieds. Um, and then we'll get to here pretty quickly the the thing that everybody is going to be talking about today and the thing you will see all over social media. Uh, the World of Outlaws late model feature last night. Drama in the race, drama after the race. Um, a lot of kind of ridiculous tweets and things, which I will get to. Uh, I, I know I mentioned yesterday that I'm going to try to keep it positive, but I might go on a little bit of a rant today because this stuff always drives me crazy. But anyway, here we go. If you have not seen uh, the highlights, I would definitely recommend going and checking them out because... Uh, this was a crazy feature. Uh, Dennis Erb Jr., he leads early. Mark Whitener, he takes the lead on lap three. He led until lap 27. Uh, on a restart, Overton briefly grabbed the, the top spot. Then Whitener got back by him. Uh, and then things really got serious. With nine to go, Overton and Whitener, they started going at it super hard. Uh, there was contact um, a, a few times with these guys. Uh, eight to go. Overton on the bottom through one and two. He squeezes Whitener into the fence on the outside out of turn two. Uh, obviously, Whitener didn't uh, didn't take that too well. They go off into turn three. Whitener basically bonsai's him, runs Overton up over the cushion, uh, basically takes Overton out of the race. Uh, Overton didn't spin or crash, but he was basically done at that point. Um, but the contact previously between Overton and Whitener white, uh, flattened Whitener's left rear tire. So basically he was out of the race. Also, both drivers upset, both pointing the fingers at each other. Um, kind of an insane uh, 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 sequence of events there that led to both of those drivers being out. But because of that, Dennis Erb Jr. takes the lead back over. Um, there was still about seven laps to go, and he was able to grab the future win over Brandon Shepard, Daryl Lanigan, Josh Richards, and Jimmy Owens. Um, but then even more drama got going. So... Uh, there were uh, apparently, I, and I, I've read this, I don't know, but but people waiting for there to be uh, issues between Whitener and uh, and Brandon Overton after the race. Nothing really materialized, which is good. You, you know, you always talk about, you know, you, you don't want to see anybody fighting after a race. It's like, you know, it's like I, I know some people get caught up in that drama and stuff, but just not here for that. So good to see that there was actually nothing that happened uh, with those guys after the race. But um, if you'd like to see comments from both drivers, Dirt on Dirt has video uh, video interviews with both guys. But Dennis Herb Jr. goes to victory lane. Before he goes to victory lane, he rolls across the scales, does all, you know, all the normal things that he thinks he needs to do, goes out to victory lane, celebrates, and then takes his truck or takes his car back to his truck. Apparently in 
the driver's meeting earlier in the day, it was communicated to the drivers. The, the World of Outlaws have in, implemented what they're calling the droop rule, which they're, they're limiting how high the cars can get into the air during a race. So what they've done is they've put a chain um, on the left rear to make sure that the cars can only go so high um, on that chain. And to make sure that everybody is legal at various points, um, they are checking this chain. Um, World of Outlaws tech official Kenny Canada is down there uh, with a jack and a tape measure and all that type of stuff to make sure everybody is legal with the droop rule. Um, they've done it the first couple of nights uh, with the dirt car portion of the late models, um, and they are going to continue that, obviously, through the outlaw portion. They're still trying to work out some of the kinks and things, making sure they're getting accurate measurements. Um, but apparently they decided yesterday to, instead of checking the droop before the car rolls across the scales, that they were going to do it after victory lane. They were going to roll the scales, do victory lane, and then come back and um, do the droop roll. And then cars needed to be um, basically presented for a tire sample as well. Um, so Herb rolls the scales, gets done, does not go back to the infield for the droop rule check and does not present his car for the uh, tire sample. So he just took his uh, car back to the truck. So following the race, outlaw officials stripped him of the win for not presenting his car for tech inspection um, and, you know, for, the, for checking of the droop rule and for the tire sample. Moved him to last place, which then gave Brandon Shepard uh, the win. Dennis Erb said he didn't know that he was supposed to um, go to tech inspection afterwards. He said he was confused why they didn't check the, the droop rule before when he rolled across the scale um, and said no officials uh, during victory lane or after told him anything about where to go. So uh, obviously some mis miscommunication here, um, but Casey Schumann, series director for the Outlaws, you know, kind of left in a tough spot here. It's, it's something you don't want to see, and even Schumann said, he's like, I, I don't want to do this. I don't want to make this call. This is not something I'm looking to do, um, and especially for, for a guy like Dennis Herb, where it's, you know, it's just him, you know, really, and, and Heather who are working on that car, so... You know, it's, it's not something where you want to see that win taken away. But unfortunately, rules are rules, and it, it doesn't matter who breaks the rules, but, you know, the, the, the rule book must be followed. So um, after much discussion and debate, um, the, the win was taken away from, from Herb and given to Shepard. Uh, which again sucks to see. That's not what you want, um, and so that gave gave Brandon Shepard his first one of the season. Um, and and before I kind of continue with my comments, let's take a quick look at the points. Brandon Shepard, he's your points leader right now over Daryl Lanigan by 30 points. Ricky Weiss is third. Chris Madden fourth. Mike Marler fifth. Cade Dillard is sixth. Scott Bloomquist is seventh. Brian Shirley is eighth. Chase Youngins is ninth, and Rick Eckert is in tenth. So that's your points after the first night at Volusia. Obviously, with a couple of more nights here to go. Uh, my issue with these situations is, and you know, if you look at the social posts and, and things like that, obviously when decisions like this are made, you expect there to be criticism and, and upset fans. I, I, I get that, right? Um, and, and in these cases where somebody like who's a big favorite like Brandon Shepard ends up with the win, um, there are going to be people who are saying, okay, um, you know, obviously the win was given to Shepard and, and, you know, you hear the comments all the time about Rocket and, and, and the, you know, the Richards family and all this. I'm, I'm not here for any of that. I'm not here for the conspiracy theories. I'm not here for black helicopters. The series doesn't benefit one way or the other by who wins or who doesn't win. Um, and I've, I've talked about this a lot, you know, in, in, you know, personal conversations with friends and things like that, where people, you know, on, on the other side of my world where people talk about NASCAR fixing races and things like that. And the biggest thing is, 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 do you really believe that if, if races could be fixed, that NASCAR wouldn't have fixed a championship run for Dale Jr.? 
Like the guy was the most popular driver in the sport for, I don't know, two decades effectively um, and never won a championship. So if anything would have benefited NASCAR in that situation, it would have been Dale Jr. winning a championship, not Jimmy Johnson winning seven. So I'm going to say the same thing in this case. It doesn't benefit the series for Brandon Shepard to come out and get a win here. It doesn't benefit the, the series for Dennis Erb to get the win here. Uh, the series doesn't, it doesn't matter one way or the other to the series who wins, uh, no matter how you slice it. And I, I again, I, I understand upset fans. I understand, you know, people not wanting those calls to be made. And especially when it, and it takes a win away from somebody like Dennis Erb. I, I certainly understand all of those things, but to come out and say that the, you know, that this was done to benefit a specific team or a specific driver or, or happening in any series, whether it's late models, sprint cars, modifieds, anything, um, is completely ridiculous. Uh, I, I don't understand why we think that that's, uh, why we think that actually happens. And, and, you know, it just, it drives me crazy that this is the thing. And, you know, we've talked about it before on, on, on open red, you know, the other podcast that I co-host is the, you know, you see, you see the same comments with the, you know, when the outlaws go up to run Pennsylvania and something happens that, that, you know, doesn't, or that hurts a posse guy that oh like, Oh, outlaw officials are just trying to hurt the posse drivers. And it's like the, the outlaws don't care whether a local guy or, you know, uh, an, an outlaw driver wins a race. It, it literally does not matter. At the end of the night, they still have to write the same $10,000 check. It doesn't matter whose name is on the line. So, um, I, I wish people would use a little bit more common sense and have a little bit more understanding in these situations and understand that rules are rules. There's a reason they put a rule book in place is to keep the competition fair for everyone. Everyone is under the same set of rules. Um, and so if we could, you know, use a little bit of, you know, be, be, you know, be rational in these situations and use a little bit of logic. Yes, it sucks for Dennis Herb. Absolutely. Um, and honestly, do I believe that he tried to do anything nefarious? Absolutely not. The, you know, he, he was, you know, obviously very upset after the race and, and, you know, there, he, he, there was a simple miscommunication. He didn't know what he was supposed to do. And, you know, could outlaw officials have probably done a little bit more to try to communicate with him, you know, probably, but, you know, at the end of the day, that doesn't change the fact that he didn't present his car. Um, and, you know, again, sucks for him. I'm sorry to see it happen, but I, I wish people would just be a little bit more reasonable in these situations. It's, uh, it's frustrating to, you know, you see a, a you know, a bad situation and then, you know, race fans don't have to make it worse by piling on. It just, it, it, it gets old, honestly. Um, and it, it just drives me crazy. I, I, you know, it's, it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be racing. And, you know, I understand it gets serious, but, uh, but I don't know, let's be more reasonable. Let's, let's, let's try to be more positive. Let's try to be more reasonable. I think that's a, I think that's a, a goal we should be shooting for. So anyway, World of Outlaws again in action tonight, tomorrow night, Saturday night to close out Dirt Car Nationals. Um, we will talk about uh, the, the weekend and, and all of the features and things between them and the Super Dirt Car Series, what happens at uh, Bubba Raceway Park for the USAC Midgets. We'll talk about all of that on Monday. Uh, as I mentioned earlier in the week, I will be out. No show tomorrow uh, as I'm going to Daytona for my other job. Um, so keep that in mind. Obviously, no show tomorrow. Uh, let's get a quick check of the pay-per-view schedule for today. Dirt Vision has the Dirt Car Nationals from Volusia Speedway Park. Again, World of Outlaws Morton Buildings Late Model Series and the Super Dirt Car Series Big Block Modifieds. Uh, East Bay Raceway Park has 360 sprints, mini sprints, micro sprints for their Winter Nationals. Uh, that'll be live on Flow Racing. Flow also has the Winter Dirt Games for the USAC National Sprint Cars live from Bubba Raceway Park. Uh, and Speed Shift has World Series Sprint Cars, which actually may have been this morning. I'm not sure I'd have to go take a look at that. But that's what's on your pay-per-view schedule for today. Um, 
You can find Dirt Tracker Daily on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or where you get podcasts. Please subscribe, leave me a review, tell your friends about the show. I would really appreciate it. Uh, you can watch the show also on YouTube and Facebook. I've had some questions about iHeartRadio and Google. Uh, iHeartRadio, I'm waiting for um, for approval. The show has been submitted there, so hopefully soon uh, that will be on there. If I get an email from them or any sort of indication that the show has been added, uh, I will try to pass that along. And also, the Google stuff is kind of weird right now. They've got Google Play, which has podcasts. They've got Google Podcasts. Um, you can actually submit to Google Podcasts. They kind of just decide who and when they're going to add people. Um, I did submit the show to Google Play Music. Um, so I guess keep an eye out if that's something you, you use. Uh, let me know if it shows up there or not. Um, you can follow along with the show Facebook, follow along with the show and the website, uh, facebook.com slash dirt tracker, twitter.com slash dirt tracker, um, or the site itself, dirttracker.com, D-I-R-T-R-A-C-K-R. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Justin underscore Fiedler. Uh, don't forget to sign up for the Dirk Tracker weekly newsletter. That is at dirttracker.com. Um, thanks for tuning in. I will see you guys next week. Have a good uh, weekend. Enjoy all of the racing action, and we will talk on Monday. <laughs>